0: you <laughs>
1: Everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Trek Culture Podcast. We are your hosts, Sean and Tom, and we are joined in all, all, all of the morning energy that he could bring to us from the West Coast of America. It's the wonderful Aaron Harvey. You might know him as Geek Filter. I know him as my lovely friend that I met at the Picard premiere, and I'm really happy to see you again. <laughs> How are you? I am
2: good. Yes, I, I I wish we had more time to spend together when you were there. It's just it felt like a blip. It was just everybody was there and gone. So but yeah, that was so much fun.
1: I was so much. It, it, it really did. Like uh, yeah. it was it was this is not a complaint. so happy to be there. But it was just like, yeah, that's great. It kind of felt like going to see a movie and then the movie ended mm-hmm. and everyone left. Yeah, of like exactly. Oh. I, I mean, just, we did so, stretch it out
2: until like, you know, driving someone crazy in the m- motel room next door or whatever, when they were slamming the door on
1: us, but not weird. a word of context will be given to that statement. <laughs> <but> I can <laughs> confirm that is an absolutely <laughs> true statement. Uh, uh, we stretched well, the evening out. Well, let's put it that way that we did. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm just I'm just looking at Tom over there going like, I don't know whether to edit that out or not. It's all very wholesome. I will say that
3: it was sure yes. it was i'm sure it was wholesome should we talk about our <laughs> hot topic of the week lower deck season four episode seven a few badgies more what did we all think
1: to our lovely guest aaron first what did you think oh. um so yeah so people know my ups and downs for it what what what, what are you what are in your opinions
2: for all the things that were going on it felt just kind of like a neutral episode like all those things together felt like it should have been bigger and maybe because it's you know now kind of shown not to be part of this overarching season 4 information you know it's not badgie doing this it's less less is badgie doing it because he's in three he's in past present and future maybe it is him uh but uh you know they it just felt like there there was no and there were stakes but it just felt like they were clearly not going to lose you know like obviously it's star trek so they're not going to anyway but it just i don't know it just kind of felt middle of the road which it felt like it shouldn't have at least to me
3: yeah no it it kind of felt like pretend stakes in this episode it (laughs) was like yeah we've got we've got them there but you all know don't worry about it so yeah even the characters were
2: kind of complacent like they're like, oh, have fun getting, you know, totally not, uh you know, taken in by this, this thing. You know, they they basically, they joked about it being a trap. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, even they knew what was going on. That was it. I, I, I felt that they could have maybe leaned into that a bit mm. more. Like, I love the bit on the beach is probably one of my favorite moments yeah. from the episode. Uh, like, just Tendi, like, couldn't have less of a care. She's just playing with sand, and it's great. And Boimler... I mean, I think, yeah, I I think another episode that wasn't as crowded as it was might have done that, might have done more of Boimler playing up the thing. I I was very surprised that we got Badgie and Agamas and Peanut Hamper all in the same episode, all of whom got a resolution uh, up to date, if you like, to their ongoing storylines. I was like, oh, okay, right. We're we're wrapping everything up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. And that's what made it feel much more like okay what 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 did these people have to do with anything
3: <laughs> yeah i i sort of had i had very mixed feelings towards the episode because of of those things um i liked the things that happened in the episode i thought badgie turning like into the universe that shot of them like coming out of a galaxy or whatever that was very amazing. cool yeah i was like what well, i got this i got shivers i was like oh that's uh, this is really cool like i want to see more of this but Because it was badgy, I cared slightly less. Like that, those sort of three characters aren't my favourite. I kind, I find them sort of annoying. I I know that's kind of the point of all three of those characters—that they are annoying. Um, But because it was an episode all about those people, uh, I say people, uh, I was like, okay, fine. But I like the episode around those things. And then, like you said at the end, they—they all sort of, you know, got their arc finished, and I was like, oh. I'm less annoyed now because it's not just like, here's the annoying characters for a bit. And then and then you'll see them again another episode. It's like, oh, they've, you know, something has happened of all of them. And now they're all slightly changed. So I was like, okay, cool. But then, like you said, you're like, well, okay. It was it was an episode, one of those episodes where you finish and go, okay. Yeah. It's something yeah. you would watch over by your like at
2: some other time too. At least it's not part of a... You know, you don't feel like you've missed something if you just throw it in, unless you don't know who Badgie, Agamas, and Peanut Emperor are.
3: Yeah. So
1: I remember, th- so uh, first time I watched it, I went, oh, okay, so so it's because it's kind of set up that it's like, and the reveal is that it's Badgie's been doing all of this. Uh, and then, of course, it turns out, no, it's not Badgie, so we're still none the wiser. So I kind of feel like, if we're going to bring Badgie back, did it have to be? Because I, I have to say, I, I think Badgie can be a Marmite character. I do happen to really like Bajie, uh, because of the ridiculousness of the fact that a Starfleet Delta is homicidal. I just thought, yeah. what a stupid, <laughs> brilliant idea. But I think Agamus and Badgie, those two characters, could have had this, char- this episode all by itself, could have carried the episode by itself. Um those two. Only those two. Um could have carried this case character all by herself. I will say of the three episodes in which she appears, I hated Peanut Hamper
3: least in this one. Yeah. Yeah, because I know I know you lot, especially Chris, really hate Peanut Hamper. And yeah, it was slightly less annoying. I think it was just the the way they set up the episode made it so she wasn't like bothersome as much in the other episodes. Um yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Like if they leaned in more on the oh, we know what's gonna happen aspect of the episode. Like if it was more about like guys, we know you're gonna betray us and we know this is gonna happen, I think it would have had that slight hint of like comedy that would have just helped it be a slightly more interesting. But um it definitely wasn't a bad episode. It just sort of mm. there was a few interesting things that happened in it and then the episode finished. It was cool to see the Binars again. I like yep. that. Yeah. Have we seen them since? They've only been at once, right?
1: They've been alluded to. They were in, yeah. or they were talked about in Enterprise in the episode Regeneration because Phlox talks about, you know, oh, other cybernetically linked races. Um, but no, this is the first time they've actually appeared in. Sorry, I apparently live beside a motorway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the first time they've appeared since the I am not a going to attempt to pronounce the episode title. Uh fun story. <laughs> um I enough, enough my sidebars. So the so when I was a, a little small child when that episode was doing the rounds. Um and the episode airs uh now i'm I'm, i'd say i'm watching on reruns at this point but the episode airs and i'm watching and i said oh dad dad it was a good episode and he went oh what was it called and i said i (laughs) (laughs) so he thought i'm having a fit on the ground and reads you know picks up the rte guide and goes i understand that my very small child does not know what binary code is (laughs) um so i used to have have that
2: episode memorized but i don't anymore i could do the one zero zero one zero ones <laughs> that thing, but not anymore. I'm thinking maybe just just pronounce it this way. Yeah, I like that <laughs> idea. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> also,
2: depressed. It's like you're a small child. I'm like, I was in my first job at that point, and like worrying about uh, going going home and traffic and all that stuff. And
3: you were a small child. I wasn't born, so how about okay. that? <laughs> oh yeah, no, like
1: this, this this is upsetting. 96. Oh, you you were you're the same age yeah. as first contact yeah yeah oh i thought you said uh
3: you're talking yeah. about enterprise though right oh oh, i thought we were talking about I thought the you're talking about enterprise TMG oh
1: episode. no god no i'm talking about, so i'm talking about literally the next generation oh, okay. episode yeah. thank you i'm like i okay. was very confused i'm like i know i'm yeah. not that old Maybe. No, no 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 i was born <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, yeah okay oh, no, no no he was like oh uh, now we know i'm so yes. i'm an 80s baby he's a 90s baby that's the difference yeah. there i'm a 70s baby so there we there go, go. Like there the gamut we Excellent, cool, yes uh, And then it stops
3: Yeah, no, All no the 2000s bored.
1: babies, you're still babies <laughs> <Yeah>. uh.
3: <laughs> But Sean, you were right uh, About your guess that this wasn't These ships weren't being destroyed They were being collected Which when thought, you think about it, you go Oh, that makes much more sense
1: And and, and it, it is that, like, you know It's not, it's not like I had any crazy it's, I didn't, I just kind of went What's the point? If they're all just being destroyed, you know, so I I do like that there is a reason what whatever the reason turns out to be. I like that there is a reason so far for this.
2: Had they not destroyed the first ship, the the, uh, Klingon ship with the character that we had seen before and like people liked, I think it would have been more surprising that they were collecting them and not destroying them. But since we saw that, we're like there's just something not right about that. And it's, it's just sat as weird. So I'm like, okay, maybe they're, you know, transporting them somewhere or something like that. But like the, you know, well, why is there ship debris then? And, you know, so it, they did explain that, but it was, it was definitely, it didn't feel like they were killing them. And it also felt like a little extreme for lower decks, even
3: though we have seen death. Yeah. It makes more sense as well. Cause like towards the beginning, I remember I was complaining that we kept seeing the same animation over and over again. And I was like, what's the point in this because we know it's happening. But now it's okay. sort of going, look, these are all the people they're collecting. That makes a bit more sense, I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah 100%. And, and also, yeah, the fact that it's the same animation makes more sense if it's we now know it's a fabricated thing. It's fake, you know? It's like, yeah. right, this is what we're beaming into the subspace relays, you know? That's why okay, we so- always have a logo of the ship floating by, <laughs> because they've, yeah, exactly. they make sure that you see it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, like, Baji could have just, like, Maybe taking a second out of their time to be like, oh, by the way, this is what it is. Thanks.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But it was a <laughs> I was, uh, I yeah, was exactly. wondering if we're going to find out. And I was like, okay, we're not, oh, of course, we're not going to find out. It's going to be a last or second to last episode thing. Fine. But um,
2: he wasn't interested even when he was on this plane. I don't think, <laughs> as an you know, omniscient God, he's going to be like, I don't care at all.
3: Do we have any guesses at all? Um, something popped into my head uh, earlier today, actually. I was wondering if it was a sort of, um, most toys kind of thing like is it some sort of collector Mm -hmm. that you know isn't collecting them for because it to me now it feels like they're not being collected for any sort of um you know evil horrible reason it's probably more likely a you know they're being like that they're being collected because they're seen as toys or a bit of fun where obviously the real outcome is something not nice but I'm, i'm thinking something more along like that
2: I know we talked about maybe it being related to the whale probe because it like killed the uh the power of the ship and we see the whale probe in the opening but i think that might be a, a red herring which would be funny because it's ship and fish related uh yeah. but uh, um we we thought maybe the pack leads because they also kind of collect things yeah i don't want it to be that but <laughs> that 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 is a possibility
1: like it will be the i think the big thing, the big thing that I'm, I really hope is not the packlets is just like, we've done the pac joke. Yeah, you know, yeah. there was, there's, and, and it's fine, you know, kind of, and leave it at that. Um, the red, like you mentioned the red herring, the red herring of the whale probe. We know V'ger likes to collect things. Yeah, that would be you interesting. Because um, what's V'ger been up to in the last, I suppose, hundred years at this point? Um, yeah. Uh, I know we yeah. saw the
2: Breen before, too, and in one of the novelizations, they talked about how the Breen is just sort of a collection of different species with the mask on, so they're kind of mm. all evened out, and you, they all look the same, even though underneath they aren't. So the Breen, maybe? I don't know. But the possibility. And we've got what... Section 31 Boimler floating around out there somewhere.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what will be more interesting. Something you know, from Star Trek that we've not seen in a while or we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't guess straight away it would be them or something completely original. That's the thing of Star Trek. You always want yeah. to see the people you love, but also it's like, well, something new might be nice as well. So I don't know what would be a better yeah. outcome. That's
1: that's a good, yeah. Um, like, uh, and actually, funnily enough, although we need to score it, that leads quite nicely into what we're going to discuss in the news as well uh that point you've made so i have stuff to say about that but before we go on um folks out of 10 what do we think
2: uh six somewhere around there six or seven six it it was all fun it was great i really wanted something to happen with tendy and the sand maybe she's like i'm taking sand with me and then we never heard about it again i thought she was going to use it to like disrupt like a beam or something
1: i don't know but but yeah i it's it was good it wasn't bad it was there I think it's, yeah, um, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm going to give it a seven because I think it might feel it feels like I'm picking holes to give it a six, but I think I I agree with that. It could be a six or a seven. It's, it is a perfectly inoffensive episode.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've given it a strong six as well. I feel like we're yeah. all on the same page, really. Um, some cool visuals, a few funny bits here and there, but it was uh, an episode that happened and that's, that's what we can say about it. That is, yep, very,
1: very true. So that episode that happened uh, has a fun crossover with what we're going to talk about. But to do that, let's head to the news.
2: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, What the f***
1: are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass***?
0: the federation news
1: network so this weekend gone was new york comic-con um now so hardly shocking barely any announcements uh yeah. because although the writers guild has gone back to work the actors guild so sag aftra is still on strike at the moment so there were no actors in attendance for promotion of star trek which again we knew that was going to be the case and I think whatever hope that we had about like you know oh here's news about upcoming shows whatever look until all the strikes are over and everyone uh, it's it's resolved um, amicably I don't think we're going to get that which is fine what we did get so leading on from my point about lower decks I'm kind of I'm going to kind of jump around with this one but for this Alex Kurtzman and Mike McMahon. Did a, a, a wee segment on Lower Decks, um, confirming what we already knew: Lower Decks season five is on the way. Um, confirming what we had already hoped that Tillyn will be returning for season five, which I'm delighted about. I love Tillyn. They made a really interesting comment, which like is that Lower Decks is like the Rosetta Stone, or they wanted to be the Rosetta Stone for Star Trek, that it's a way of understanding Star Trek. Um, and the way it went, because we we've often said. You know, Lower Decks is like a gift to ongoing fans of Star Trek. You get all of these different references. You get, um, you know, you know like take the Talenean episode. It's like, ah, uh, you know, Xanthi fever. Wait, no, it's Bendai syndrome. You know, these things that, you know, when you've been watching it for long enough. And yet it still explains it to you. So it's, it's, it's a good, like, it might be heavy in terms of lore, but it, it explains it to you. It, it opens it in. So I actually really liked that description that they put out there. Not really a question, just a statement. <laughs> um, the, uh, the 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 rest of the uh, panel. The the again, we knew this already. Starfleet Academy is back. Uh, at least it's writing. So the writers' room is back. Uh, as we know, Tony Newsom uh, has joined the writers' room. She's been there from the beginning. Um, and it just, I, I know we've said this already, but it bears repeating that it was. Uh, I think after they'd seen the comedy that happened on set during. Those old scientists is sort of what inspired them to go, say, Tony, do you do any writing? Um, (laughs) Which I'm really excited about. Um, And it's been touted as a young adult audience. Right. I don't I, you know, I've said before and I will say it again. Star Trek has to keep doing new things or we run the risk of just getting the same thing over and over. That doesn't mean I don't want a Star Trek legacy, no announcements, but that doesn't mean I don't want a Star Trek legacy. It doesn't mean I don't want a DS9 movie, you know, it does. but it means that much as we enjoy the original, the animated next gen, so on, so on. If we just keep doing that, that's where we run into problems. And that is one of the most consistent complaints I've seen about Voyager and Enterprise is how much it tried to do TNG and the original series again. Uh, and, agree or disagree it's absolutely fine but and that's as now voyager did obviously did its full seven seasons but enterprise unfortunately only made it to four because franchise fatigue was setting in so i would like star trek academy to be very different i would like it to be something we haven't seen before now i will let you two actually speak (laughs) sorry Starfleet academy what what do you think based on the very little announcements that were made (laughs) yeah i know we, we you know
2: And a lot of people have really wanted it to be in the 25th century as opposed to the 32nd century. But that also depends on if you like Discovery or not, I've noticed. So um, it's it is kind of hard for me to connect to the 32nd century a lot because they they're so big stakes destroying the universe that you don't ever get to have like a small story. It would have been nice in Discovery to have them. Being completely out of touch with, you know, pop culture or something, you know, where they just couldn't get, you know, but somehow they just slotted right in and were fine. Like that would not happen to anyone who got thrown almost a thousand years in the future. But putting that aside, um, yes, I agree that it would be I want to go forward like i i like these other things it just I feels like we're gonna wallow in nostalgia so much that it won't go forward and then it's just going to go away
3: Uh, i i I do think you you kind of need that to keep everyone happy you know have your shows like legacy and have your shows that are doing something new at the same time because then everybody's happy, and you know if one works and one doesn't, then you've you've got one or the other to right. follow. I th- I think I am looking forward to academy because I think it's something they should have done for a while. And obviously, it's something they've spoken about for a very long time. I think the perfect time for academy would have been the early two thousands. I think you know you've got your shows like Gilmore Girls, you've got you lots of like young people um kind of TV shows like teen shows coming out, and it was such like a like Buffy, et cetera. There's so many things that, like, it really fit that kind of... It's what we were getting in terms of media-wise, so I think they would have known what to do with it, That like kind of slightly comedic, silly, with, like, your moments of drama here and there. Um, I think it would have been perfect then, but, you know, I think what I do want to see, like, I want the Academy to look like the Academy in, like, TNG. I want that yeah. bright, open place. I don't want it to be... yeah. Over the top, I don't want it to be dingy. I want lighting. I please, new shows, light your sets. That's all I ask for, and that's what I want it to be like. So, if we get that kind of thing, you know, like a Netflix sex education obviously, not that extreme, but like that sort of show where well, I know Sean, that's what you would like, but no, um, <laughs> like you know, a well lit, uh, a nice kind of wholesome show with stakes here and there. That's that's the kind of thing I want. It's funny, you, when you mentioned the you know, early 2000s, I was
2: thinking, tonight on Starfleet Academy, music by Tori Amos. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like think at the end where they would give all the different you know songs that we're playing. But yeah, that, it definitely feels like that that would have been a good era for that show.
1: Yeah. I think so. And actually, it's funny, I'm, sh- I'm sure many people listening are aware of this, but I know one of the original ideas for Enterprise was to have <laughs> a new band every week playing <laughs> in the mess hall. And like, you're kind of like, hang on. Now, hold on, hold on. They have to be holograms. I mean, they have to. Be. Otherwise, how do they get to the ship and <laughs> yeah. back, or you know, but like, but Academy, early 2000s, you probably would have got away with that. You know so the <laughs> yeah. bronze from Buffy and and everything like that. Oh yeah. Um, that, oh wow, that would have been interesting. Yeah, well, I think about it, like, hang on, who was Michelle? Six hundred two Yeah, yeah. Oh, I well, like. Yes. <laughs> um. So I. So I, I am. I'm excited for Academy. I'm delighted to back writing again. Obviously, we have no news, but that's in a large part because there's been a massive chunk of 2023 that's just nothing was happening. So that makes sense. And again, as I say, SAG-AFTRA is still on. On strike.
3: Yeah, I just, I just want to say a pretty big piece of news that we maybe should have started the actual podcast with that we've not mentioned on the podcast yet is um, Prodigy being on Netflix. (laughs) We've not brought it up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) Kind of sounds, kind of seems like something (laughs) we should have done. (laughs) No, I mean, obviously, what else is there to say other than we're very happy? Yeah, Um, yeah. And I've mentioned before that I think Netflix needed some points to be back in everybody's good books and doing this is a good thing to do. So if they continue to do this sort of thing, great. You know, stop getting rid of shows and save some shows. That'd be nice. Well,
2: that's true. The airplane mean,
3: banner got a shout out at New York Comic Con too. Is that, cool. that
1: is fantastic. And actually I'm I'm delighted you mentioned that because that is fantastic. Um I think as you know, I might sound really naive for a second, but I think sometimes when the bad decisions happen it's very easy to throw everyone, let's say, above the writers into the same category, right? It's it's you know it's Akiva Goldsman has decided Star Trek Prodigy is like it's nothing to do with him, you know, things like that, or you know, or it's, it's all really you know, hard to
2: explain to people. It's like, and a it, lot it, of those it, people were as shocked and like surprised that
1: it happened as we were. They like they found out at the same time. Oh yeah, so so alex kurtzman one of the, he was quoted as saying this weekend that because i believe it was himself who brought up the plane um and he also said so when he spoke about you know things like big you know things are happening big things are happening and he, he specifically said there is incredible support at paramount for this and obviously i i believe that is true i want that to be true i'm delighted to hear it and you're kind of like he is between a rock and a hard place because under no circumstance because he turn around and be like oh, I can't believe Paramount's after doing yeah. this to Prodigy this is ridiculous you know it's like hey, Alex do you want a job um, yeah. <laughs> but then on the other side as well he, he, you know he kind of has to take the ire of the fans because he it goes as far now as far as I know it goes Alex Paramount I mean, that that's it you know there is he is the highest it goes in Star Trek and so he has to take all of the anger and the upset and the confusion because there was very little uh communication but again that's it it goes it goes so much bigger than the creatives you know, a lot of these decisions are made by people looking at spreadsheets they're not looking at the actual they're not looking at fandoms they're looking at numbers and they're looking at boxes and it's very annoying and difficult sometimes as a fan to to um come to terms with that because you're like, how could you possibly look at the show that I love as 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 just think? And then on the other hand, they're just be like, why do you care so much about cell C twelve? You know? Um, and it is, it's there is that disconnect. You've got them people like her. And again, maybe I sound very naive, maybe, you know, maybe maybe he is a, a a dreadful person who was there taking pot shots at the plane as it went over <laughs> uh these buildings. I somehow doubt
2: it. Well, the thing that I, I don't understand is like if you're in that position that you can you can get rid of a show or whatever, how do you not in 2023 know the cultural cachet of Star Trek and the past history of canceling Star Trek and the fan reaction? It just seems like that was a dumb thing. Like, take two other shows that, that, that no one's going to care about. You know, it just feels like that was a weird prestige thing to dump, and then yeah. now what's going to happen? Can they talk about it on Paramount Plus? Probably not. So people are still going to be pissed. at That
1: I think that's it. And that you've raised a very good point as well as can they talk about it on Paramount Plus? And the answer I think is I I don't think so. Yeah. Um. I mean, in a in a way in a way it's it's worth. So the very short treks and holograms all the way down that includes the prodigy characters because Aaron walkie specifically included those characters and he sort of, I, I, as as he said he sort of went he sort of did it and they didn't say no so he got away he with was it was also more star trek.com than paramount doing that that's so it, that exactly. helped a lot exactly yeah so you know it, it's kind of and it's it's very I, i'm not saying i've got a full grasp of this either but even it's still confusing to it cbs and paramount plus are also not entirely the same entity uh which yeah. is why i believe um, did you get to go to the um, the Star Trek day screenings? Were, were you at one of those?
2: No, that was I was actually walking the uh, picket line at WGA, so I wasn't able ah. to get down there. Um,
1: but yeah, and I also didn't get tickets <laughs> so <laughs> not to because um, I, I the reason I really was, I believe that the 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 Star Trek celebration was longer in the screenings and did include references to prodigy at the screenings but didn't on the release online yeah. because of this same who can say what about where and and, and when so uh so we only got the, the the excised version but you who i know and sorry everyone who knows you as well know that you've been keeping the flag of animated star trek going for as <laughs> as, as long as 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 you could um i i, I mean Top line thoughts, because I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but very short tracks.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh Barry, let's see. How do we say that? Um, I like the idea. I mean, 10 years ago, I couldn't have imagined that they would have ever done this. The fact that, like, they're actually acknowledging the animated series and the 50th anniversary. And a lot of that apparently came from our book, which was really cool. And, you know, so happy about that. However, it just feels like the person who put it together had someone tell him what Star Trek animated series was like at one point and then just went with that because there's there's weird things like the music warbling in that really cool uh, flying. It was a network show. It didn't have warbled music. It was mono because they didn't have stereo then. But it was it. Was, the sound is perfectly fine. And some weird things like, oh, they have the a person who should have been African-American is white. And that's sort of like that happened in one record comic book from like a children's thing where Uhura was drawn as a blonde woman. That had nothing to do with TAS. So. They had like the concept of something, a blooper, but not the right bloopers. The automated gazelle people, I think, did a much better job at, you know, putting it together. They did the the TNG and Voyager TAS style. Um, but, you know, it was it was cool to see that. And the last two episodes actually were really good. Mm-hmm. I thought they were a lot of fun, especially that the last one I really like because it's also a celebration of. Just seventies cartoons, as far as like the goofy music montage, where the yeah. backdrop just drops away and it becomes psychedelic, and so that was
1: really good. I, I'm, I'm del- yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, I agree. I really liked the because there was such a good nature in particularly that yes. last one as well. Um, and you have the ridiculous song. I say ridiculous because I'm still trying to learn the lyrics. Um, <laughs> but I'm sorry. If you want to live long and prosper, you've got to put love on your junior <laughs> roster. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm sorry, give whoever wrote that uh a prize because I think it was actually I think it was casper Kelly who who wrote uh who was kind of overseeing the whole project. Um and I, I really enjoy that. And that you know, you've got the big wide eyes and we've got yeah. we've only got the little dots and everything. Um you have black dots on your yeah. skin.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you notice also in the musical that they're doing that maress has a tambourine that she's banging, mm-hmm. if you watch Josie and the Pussycats which Kat, Kation, Uh, mm. it's the exact same tambourine as Valerie, who does the tambourine, has. So I thought that was kind of a nice little nod that I don't think was accidental. I think the the animators were paying attention there.
3: That is,
1: that is really cool. I've got, like, there's so many people I need to just absorb into me so that every time anything happens, because there's so many Easter eggs I just don't get. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, no, it's my own fault. I've set myself up to, you know, be the Easter egg guy, and I keep missing <laughs> them. So that's really cool, because... I, I I remember jo- I know Josie and the Pussycats. I'm <laughs> of a certain age. Uh, that's really cool. Although, actually, sorry, all the younguns will have seen a variation of Josie the Pussycats yes. in the CW's Riverdale as well, which I believe has finally been put out of its misery. <laughs> no, uh, you you actually mentioned there that I I just want to quickly kind of shine a light on. So in my in my review of Holiday Party, um, people uh, people have pointed out to me that my I was quite annoyed that in the scene from the battle of the binary stars that features Saru and Burnham and in this version of it one other uh white female character and my point perhaps i did not perhaps i did not word this properly in my ups and downs so but my point was in this scene from star trek discovery yes i know in the original broadcast episode burnham was not on the bridge at this point however in this episode that is a celebration of star trek they remove the star of that show and instead put in another random white character um and but also just to re- to get really specific this was not directed toward the actual the animators in the room this was because they're working right. from a brief so that's uh, that was that but and and perhaps i did not make that clear uh in my ups and downs um but it was just like i just didn't understand the logic of all right when you think the opening episodes of starter discovery what do you think of you think giorgio you think sorry, you think burnham and burnham's the only one not represented yeah. um and yet i also there has been several comments and i completely respect them going dude you're overthinking this and perhaps i am and that's totally fine i accept that with good grace as well because uh, none of this is canon, uh, unfortunately, in the case of holograms, all the way down. But none of this is canon. Um, but uh, I just wanted to kind of clarify that because I wasn't sure if I'd worded it properly. And again, so if the person who animated that episode heard that and was like, "Now, hang on, that was not a uh, not against them right. in any in any form or other."
2: I feel like if they had just ran the concept of these by someone who actually watched Star Trek. That someone would be like, hey, you know, this is mean spirited. This is not what Star Trek is. I mean, this is literally what I was terrified Lower Decks was going to be like. And if Lower Decks had turned out like this, I would have never watched it. You know, it's just like so I I, it's. Crude, rude, which is fine. I mean, that, but it's not Star Trek and it's just it's mean. And that's what it
1: felt like. It just felt mean. And I didn't didn't enjoy that. I, I know that we're running slightly longer than the news, but if there is one last thing that I do want to specifically cover, and again, it came out of New York Comic-Con, um, the camp, the Boldly Be campaign by Kid Cudi. Uh, I actually, so I just watched the, um, the advertisement for that. It's about two and a half minute video. Uh, I, as f- to the best of my knowledge, I don't think I've listened to any of Kid Cudi's records. Uh, I have seen... Uh, I have seen him in uh, the movie X, uh, which is an R-rated film, kids. So you don't watch it yet. Um, but I'm really jazzed for this. I have to say, like, this seems... this is, Because he seems like he cares. He is a Trekkie, and he yeah. is also an, an enormous star. Uh, he is a very successful rapper. And he is treating this... It does not seem in any way like a gimmick. It doesn't seem like it's... Uh, you know, oh, I'll buddy up at Star Trek and I'll you know, get, some, get yeah. some fans in that way. And this is, I kind of sound like such an old man for a second. This is such a cool way of getting new audiences in. And at the end of the day, that goes back to what I was saying about Academy, what I think Lower Decks is doing, what I think Prodigy absolutely is doing, is getting new viewers in. Um, I have not in, I, I, I am aware that there is such a thing called a Fortnite. um <laughs> I I, I I that's I, I don't even i don't even know enough to joke more about it like i know it exists <laughs> and uh, i believe he's playing captain skiles who is named for his father his father's middle oh, name called cool. skiles oh that's so nice. i think that is very cool um plus he's in the uh strange world's uniform which is just eddie but yeah i just thought that seems really cool the star trek streetwear stuff Hey, look, I haven't seen something that grabs my eye yet. But if someone looks at it and says, I want to wear that down the road to be like, cool. I love the fact that in 2023, we can go outside in Star Trek gear and we don't get looked at as if we are loopy.
2: When we were at the premiere, that's what was baffled me the most. Like we were blocks and blocks away from the theater. Nobody knew what we were there. But they're like, cool, Star Trek. Can we take your picture? I'm like, why? You know, <laughs> just sort of like was baffling. And like, that's a cool uniform. I love that show or something just like. This felt like I went into an alternate universe where where we were yeah. not, you know, dorks, basically.
3: Nerd culture has changed yeah. in like the last 10, 15 years. It's yeah, it's mad. The stuff I was made fun of for when I was a kid is now cool. I'm now the one throwing rocks at all the jocks. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: those poor kids, they just want to play sports, damn it. You let them play <laughs> sports.
2: <laughs> that's a really good explanation. That's what very short treks felt like. It was written by
3: jocks. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like
2: that. <laughs> Star Trek people. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is one something really quickly uh, in news that was on the day before was IDW is releasing uh, Sons of Star Trek, which is a new comic. Ah, uh, yes. Which is um, basically it's an alternate universe where you see a lot of our, you know, uh, Jake Sisko, Dog. um alexander and i think q's i think it might have actually been q who starts the thing i'm not sure um q jr so it's it's um them coping in different uh situations that we know as one way and turns out another in the comic
3: Cool. well enough about things we like let's oh, talk sorry. about things we That's don't right. like <laughs>
1: I'm sure we all know the concept of Cargo Bay 101, but just in case no one's listened to an episode before Cargo Bay 101, we take something from all of Star Trek and we put it in this Cargo Bay and then we gamble over its life. So we have invited Aaron this week to pick something from all of Star Trek that he would be happy to see blasted off into the cold, horrific vacuum of space uh, where we will laugh and throw those rocks that Tom has been saving for the jocks. Um, Aaron, what have you got for us? Okay. Well, first I was going to jettison
2: the conversation that TAS isn't canon, but that feels like that ship has sailed. Enough people I think so. actually kind of I mean it's it's in enough stuff that I don't care anymore. There was also the conversation that every ship had its own badge, which isn't true, and there was like three continuity errors in 50 years, which is like, okay, but I'm like one of five people who care about that. So, I don't <laughs> I'm just going to leave that out. But Uh, The crew of the Enterprise is going to have to sing and dance their way to the airlock and take the wish version of what's more of a feeling and go out the airlock where we cannot hear them. I don't know. I just it 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 was such a (laughs) I just I couldn't take it. The musical wasn't good. It felt like it was the 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 choreography didn't go big enough. If it was going to do it, uh, the. Technobabble reason for why it happened, I would have given them so much more credit if they just turned to the camera and said, Look, we just want to do a musical. I'd be like, That's cool. That would have been funny. And, <laughs> no. but it didn't. And it just, they took it too seriously, I think. And then all of the music kind of sounded like one song. I literally can tell you most of the lyrics from that short trek song. I cannot remember a title even of the one from like the three times I saw the musical episode. So for me, it didn't work and you know star trek should change they should try new things but like an airplane wing you can only flex so much before the wing breaks and i just felt like this was headed towards the wing breaking so for me that's that's what i would do yeah and i know no one's gonna like me for that (laughs) no i know a large portion of people really loved it
0: but i i I I wish
3: i i wish i could disagree but i mean we spoke a lot about it on the on the podcast um I love musicals and basically everything you said, I wish they went as big with it as possible or what's the point. Um, It was so tame. Every song was them singing about why they're singing. Um, And I was like, just you, you are Star Trek. You could sing about anything you wanted. You could do anything you wanted. As we said before, one of the campest shows in the world did one of the most boring musicals you could possibly do. It just was such a letdown. Um, and and I, and that's not me saying, oh, I wish they didn't do it. I just wish they did it better, basically. Yeah. I, I want more things like that. I just um, g- give someone who knows what they're doing to do it, I suppose. <laughs> well, And I don't want people to think I
2: don't like me. I will literally go out of my way to watch television shows I don't watch to watch their musical episode. So I love musical episodes. And I love musicals. So it wasn't that. It wasn't like, oh, that shouldn't be in Star Trek at all. Yeah. But I just wanted it to be better. <laughs> And if it wasn't going to be better, then it shouldn't have existed.
1: I am going to happily be the outlier on this podcast <laughs> um, because that is quite. I'm just this is going to sound so bad. I'm delighted Tom agrees with you, so it's not going to be two versus one. Yeah, I want that. That's that's fine with me. Um, but where where I will where I absolutely take your point is that uh, I've listened to it a lot, a lot, a lot, and there is it's quite samey. You know, I do like the songs, yeah. I do, but it 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 is quite samey. Um. And, um, but yeah, but I, I just, I likes it. I I, I like my trek, Like I like my coffee, all singing, all dancing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my biggest problem with it is, uh, there's this one bit with Pike's hardly in it. Right. And then there's this one song that Pike starts to sing and he gives it his all and he's going all camp and he's like, I, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure he like goes on his knees or something like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. And then they cut it short. And you're like, oh, you were so close, guys. The thing is, it makes you I, wonder, like, can he not sing maybe? I, I, they yeah, just, I don't know. I don't hey, know. there was I, people that sung that could not sing. So I don't think that's well, a problem.
1: <laughs> there's actually, and, and I kind of like, this is going to sound like such a backhander compliment. I appreciate very much that the episode didn't rely on auto tune. Like, do you know what I mean? It, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of like, look, I agree with that. Yeah. And I say this as someone who the, the note I carry in my head is not yet ready for human consumption. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's fine. So it's it is not by any means. And I dig it. anyone's like, I actually no, I appreciate that. You know, um, yeah. and it, it also sort of helped to really show off uh, Celia Rose Gooding uh, to really show off um, Christina Chong, who are both professional singers in their own right. Again, not a dig at anyone else. Not at all. Uh, It's fine. There there is range. There is, um, yeah. But I suppose, should, 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 should we vote? I'm going to vote that it should stay in the safety of the ship. So, and we know Aaron not only wants the episode gone, (laughs) he wants to take the entire (laughs) production team and put them out as well. So, Tom, you're the swing vote.
3: (laughs) Well, here's how I want to say it. I want to send out to space so it never existed, so that we can do it again and do it better this time. I like that. Whatever that helps
1: you sleep at night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: to
2: paraphrase, uh, you know, they, twice they mentioned uh, something from Once More with Feeling. Essentially, to paraphrase, mm. uh, Mystery Science Theater, don't reference a good musical in the middle of your crappy musical because it's like <laughs> people will then automatically compare them, and yeah. that's kind of what people were doing i felt like once more with feeling literally i can still sing all of those songs um but they they had like they're just different styles i think that's what was so interesting about that where this just felt like it was one long song that
3: just sort of changed between people yeah with no choreography or anything interesting (laughs) happening with the set (laughs) i wonder if that's covid related somehow i don't know but how long can we say that for you know Uh (laughs) you've been saying that for years these now uh, should we send it off then, Sean? I'm afraid <laughs> i have decided.
1: <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just going to do a Riker lean on a control console, and if something happens, <laughs> it happens.
3: Right. So we normally end the podcast with uh, questions from Twitter, but I've only got one, and I think we've. Use a lot of the time of the podcast already. I'd rather um I'm gonna say this question and any more questions that people want to send with the hashtag ask uh, send them over on Twitter and we will have a look at them for the next episode of the podcast.
1: Amazing. All right. Thank you very much. So, it, uh, before we disappear anywhere, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. We know it's first thing in the morning for you. So, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank you. I, I would like to, could you take a second? Tell everyone where to find you, uh, how to get in touch, and just briefly tell them about your book. Ah, okay. Uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter, which I refuse to call X, uh, Instagram, <laughs> anywhere else there's a, a username that's Geek Filter uh and uh basically uh the book the book has actually been reprinted which we have i don't think i've said to end on any podcast yet but if you look at it there's a 50th anniversary uh tag in the upper right hand corner of the cover now so they were i apparently dayton ward said that's not normal i'm not not normal but it's, it's it's unusual to have the book reprinted so i thought that was cool um and it's it's about the animated series and we have stories from all the different authors or uh, the, the well, not all of them, but most of them from the uh, the episodes. And what's really cool is we had a bunch of um, press releases that were never kind of I mean, they were sent out, but doubtful that anybody ever ran them because it was 1973 and it was a cartoon. Um, so we have these great quotes by Roddenberry and Matt Jeffries and all these people that you would never have gotten to speak to about this, but it was sort of at the moment what was happening. So that's the part I really love. That is brilliant. Thank you very much. And we can we can order that via? Uh, any players, you know, Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, all that. But if you can find it at your local bookseller, please do that because I want to support local booksellers.
1: Brilliant. Okay. Thank you very, very much. Um, uh, As always, Tom, thank you. You are wonderful. And may I say, very handsome. Uh, you, huh? we can of course be found well you know it's the effortless handsomeness uh, we can be found on Twitter at Trekculture, we're on Instagram at Trek Culture YT we're on Blue Sky at Trek Culture as well myself and Tom are at Sean Ferrick and at Tom C Finn or Tom Roberts Finn um, and yes always remember like share and subscribe uh, just um, at the moment things are uh, sort of extra horrific in the world so please if there's one thing that you do it's just live your life the way star trek would have you live your life infinite diversity and infinite combinations lead with peace and friendship and make sure that you look after yourself look after everyone else around you and only together can we get through everything so let's let's do that let's work together everyone make sure you live long and prosper thanks very much